amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, Gillian, welcome. You are officially guest number two on Give It A Nudge. Um, I'm very excited to have you here. And just to, um, just to give the audience some context, um, Gillian and I have known each other for, oh, I don't know, actually, eight years maybe something maybe, like yeah. that we met maybe when longer. you were COO at Safety Culture yes um, and I was in my previous business and uh, we've kept in touch ever since and obviously you're in a new role now which we're going to talk about so why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what VAMP is and who you are just quickly sure so I am VAMP's CEO I've been there for close to 18 months. I actually did a few months with VAMP before I officially started with them, but I can tell you about that later. Yeah. Um, VAMP is a content and influencer marketing business. So the VAMP platform connects brands and creators to make amazing mobile content. So um, the content that we generate um, just produces a return on ad spend um, not seen before. So it's pretty exciting. Awesome. We should probably <coughs> talk actually about that ourselves. I never thought about that. But um, as you know, give it a nudge and the nudge group, we're a recruitment business, but we are all about stories and, and we genuinely and I genuinely believe that if you want to attract the right people to your business, you need to know your story and you need to be able to convey your story to people out there. So what I would love to hear from you is what is Vamp's story in terms of, you know, how you came to be in there, um, where it's sort of come from and the idea maybe first came from and ideally where you're planning on going sort of right now at this at this very active moment. So. I left Safety Culture, where we met, yep. um, after four years as COO. So that was a pretty awesome adventure. We went from 30 people to 300 people. Love a ride. Yes. <laughs> and the revenue skyrocketed. So I'm super proud to be part of, you know, one of Australia's unicorns. So yep. recently valued at 1.3 million. So after leaving Safety Culture, you know, it's a tough act to follow. <laughs> but I was introduced to so many amazing founders and startups in Sydney um, and I had the, the pick of a number of roles and I met Aaron and Ben who are the two founders of VAMP and we met and laughed and laughed a lot and you know me and those other people who know me know that that's really important to me so being able to absolutely authentically and genuinely get on with the people that you work with I is really, you telling really me, important. We, we had a coffee when you were interviewing all over the yeah. place and you were, you were just saying some of them just, they just make you laugh. Yeah, some of them 
you just click with and some some businesses are wonderful businesses but just not wonderful for you yep. so you have to know what's going to be wonderful for you um i still wasn't super sure but the boys invited me to the Facebook Marketing Partner Conference in Singapore. So we flew up to Singapore and that's where I really began to understand their business model, um, which is all about generating mobile and social content that fuels mobile e-commerce. So mobile e-commerce is obviously growing and growing and growing and the, the fuel of mobile e-commerce is the content that is, is generated. So what I learned um, during that time uh, in, in Singapore was that the, the creators generating this content didn't need to be big advertising agencies. They could be individual creators based anywhere in the world creating amazing content that was social first content and this social first content just fueled revenue for brands all over the world. So it was just an exciting new world for me, completely different from safety culture. I don't have a marketing background, um, but I knew that with two founders who believed um, in their business and had grown it really um, amazingly, you know, doubling revenue year on year for four years, um, they wanted me to be part of it and I thought I could contribute. So. Um, at the end of that Singapore trip, we were still laughing, and so <laughs> I, I took the job. And what, what do you think, why do you think they wanted a CEO at that stage? What, what, were they, what were they looking for? They said to me they'd been looking for a CEO for years and years. They obviously hadn't met you, Steve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they, neither of them had scaled a business before. Right. So obviously my experience, um, previous experience in corporates and other startups of scaling and growing businesses. I've got a finance background, um, neither of them do. And so it was just like, a, you know, a fit in the jigsaw puzzle. You know, one of them was really strong on product. Ben, um, he's, he's, he's now CPO. Aaron, who's really customer focused and focused on the sales side. He's chief commercial officer. And I kind of fit the, the bit that's missing between the two of them. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so if we think about um, where we're at in the world today, obviously e-commerce exploded, social media exploded, mobile exploded. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, I guess, exciting place to be. Yeah. From Vamp's point of view, how, how does it work and where, where are you going with it? Because it's changing so fast at the moment and COVID is again, just thrown in another curveball, I guess. So where are you, you know, if you're talking to someone about what BAM's going to do, what, what, what would you say? So the boys bought, brought me in um, a CEO to do um, one main thing that was to take the technology that had enabled the business to grow over the four years that, that they'd been running an influencer marketing agency and take that technology and take it to the world and right. go to market with it. So basically become a technology business as opposed to a uh, agency that was technology enabled. Cool. So that's what we're doing now. So we launched the VAMP platform in April. So now any brand and any business, any agency and brand of any size can use the VAMP platform and get access to our network of creators and start to generate content for, for any purposes, for their social purposes, for e-commerce purposes, for their website. Um, we can then reformat that content into any ad format, push media behind it and get them amazing results. Wow, so you've gone from agency taking briefs to yes. enabling people to do their own yes. marketing, essentially, yes. which is how you scale a business. So one would say you're well on the way. 
Yes. So tell me, um, you and I both know scaling businesses, as we both done it, is very difficult and there's a lot of roadblocks that come up. Um, let's talk about VAMP specifically in the last 18 months, other than perhaps maybe your lack of knowledge of the industry. What, what's been the hardest thing? Because a lot of people always talk about, oh, this is what I did and it was amazing, and this is what I did was amazing. What was the hardest thing that you, that you found that maybe you didn't expect as well? I think I never was looking for a CEO job. Um, I, I'd been a COO and the COO role felt comfortable to me. Yep. So the hardest thing going to VAMP was taking that CEO role, which was hard because then it's you, it's on you. There is no, that there's obviously the founders, but um, you are at the top. And so you are fully responsible for I've heard you say business. that before. Yeah. So, and how, how was that? Scary. Yeah. A lot of responsibility. Yep. Um, and that responsibility came really quickly because you have, I have 50 people who are relying on me for work and their families and their life. And that's a, that's a big deal. And so um, coming into VAMP, my, one of my first roles as CEO was to, to find funding and the right funding for the business. Yep. So finding funding isn't too hard. Finding the right funding is hard. And especially when you're burning cash as a startup and you've only got a finite bank balance there. So it's finding the right funding and then finding it pretty fast. <laughs> so the first six months was a lot of shopping vamp around and meeting a lot of different types of investors and ensuring that we had the fundamentals right before I then went on to scale the business. Yeah. So we actually, you know, I, one of the first things I did go in and do is cut the burn, make, leaned up the business, looked at the unit economics and made sure that we had a sustainable business for the funding coming in. So then when the funding did come in, um, we could start to, to scale sensibly. And was that, I guess, was that quite different, different from when you, you would have done that at Safety Culture to a degree, but Safety Culture seemed to get funding incredibly easily. Um, and VAMPs, are very, like you said, you know, yeah. the investors from there probably weren't necessarily the right investors yeah. for over there. So did, was, that, was that one of the difficulties that you, you found? Yeah. Getting funding for a SaaS that's growing, you know, between 6 and 8% month on month yep. is difficult compared to an agency that had been growing, you know, doubling in revenue uh, year on year, but the lack of that SaaS track record was, a, you know, made it much harder. Mm. So now, we're, now that we've got a platform in market and we do have returning revenue, it's a different proposition. But back when I started 18 months ago, um, the business had no recurring revenue. Yep. It was basically a, a service business. So you get different multiples, you get different, you know, valuations. Bad ones, you get bad, ones right? bad, bad multiples, low. bad valuations. <laughs> when we were at Safety Culture, you know, the multiples were ridiculous. When, when I was at VAMP, they were, they were, you know, you can count them in one finger. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you learn? What did you learn during, because it, it must be weird. I mean, you can liken it to a lot of things, but if you think you know how to do something and then you go and do it and it's, it's completely different, what, what did that teach you? It taught me though that no matter how hard it is, you have to stick with what you're trying to achieve. Yep. And it would have been so easy at any point in time to just go with funding that maybe wasn't right for the business because it was there and available. But knowing that that would come back to bite us very, very quickly, you know, 
that was a lesson learned. You know, I needed the support of of the uh, of the the team around me, the two founders, to to stick with the hard yards and go and find the right funding for the business. That's a, I mean, I think that's a massive learning. If you think about my clients and my audience, gosh, they're all everyone's after funding, um, and I guess it would be very tempting to take money when you need it if it's there. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's amazing. That's really good. It was hard. I'm sure yeah. I made a few enemies in the market, but. <laughs> <laughs> not enemies, but it was it was definitely not straightforward. No, I'll bet. Well, that's I mean the fact that you've got it and you've done it and you're happy with where you are right now is is obviously the the most important thing. Um, so one of the questions I um, I ask everyone and, and and I have briefed you before, but it is a really really difficult question. I actually haven't even asked myself this question. I should probably do that, but. I'd like you to think about, and this could have been any time. It doesn't have to be now or during BAMP years, although it probably will be. But tell, tell me about a belief that you had that changed and why it changed. Because most people's beliefs are core, and you can hear a thousand people yep. talk about it. You know, your beliefs are within you, and a lot of people don't even understand what their beliefs are. Um, entrepreneurs tend to. And it was interesting, actually, one of the things you said as a CEO, which I often hear, and it's fascinating because I don't think anyone who's not in a CEO role or a founder role or something like that understands is the weight that you feel of responsibility for people and their extended families. Yeah. And I don't think anyone who's ever not been in that role can understand what that feels like. And I only bring it up because you're the third person that said it to me today. And I think that that's quite, it's, it's quite poignant. And I know I've always felt it, but I don't think it's something that people understand. So, but anyway, back to the question. Um, beliefs, yeah, tell me, tell me something that perhaps is, is and, and why maybe you changed as well. This one for me um, is quite straightforward. And uh, I'm now at, at the age and the experience where I could say I was wrong, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never worked a day from home before COVID. Ever? Ever. Not one, not even when you were feeling a little off after the staff party, mm, something, no. launch party, nothing. No. Play That's hard, hardcore. work hard, pitch up. Um, and at, at Safety Culture, I know we weren't super open to flexible working and people working from home. Yep. We, but I personally, I, I just want to talk for me, um, I thought that it was really hard scaling a business at the speed that we were going. Re and, and, and then adding on top of that, some people not being in the office, some people being in the office, you know, having that flexibility, I thought was just going to com compound how hard it was. Yep. Um, Cut to um, April <laughs> and where working from home was, you know, mandatory. And you just launched your platform as well yeah. at the same time, right? So yeah. not a stressful time at all. <laughs> <laughs> not a stressful time. So the thought of everyone working from home scared me a lot, having never been a big believer yep. in working from home. Today, I can say it's been life-changing for me Wow! personally. I think um, spending that time with my family is incredible. I, I've always been one who's on flights, staying in hotels, working all hours, evenings, um, and just thought that's what you had to do to run a successful business. Yep. But it's not, it's absolutely not. And I was definitely wrong. And the what I've seen with the people at Safety Culture is the strength but vulnerability that they have has resulted in revenue that's 
the highest that we've seen the last two quarters during COVID is it's the highest VAMP's ever seen. The product that we've shipped is the best feature set I've seen um, from, from the team and they ship they ship so regularly and what they're shipping is just incredible and the, the customers are loving it and the internal teams are loving it. Um, and what we're seeing our creators create in terms of content is some of the best content I've ever seen as well. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So do you think that... I'm a believer. <laughs> you're a believer. Do you think that you'll always have that element of balance now going forwards? Without and, I, and I guess another question on that, and, and it's awesome that you do. You mentioned earlier, and you know, you can listen to a thousand podcasts or read a thousand books that tell you about the hustle and about the, the years where you do have to work all hours and get on planes and be in hotels and do all those sorts of things. Um, and you're now saying that you don't necessarily. Uh, do you, I, I guess... Does that mean that you, you still have to do the work, but you can do it in a different way at different times that suit yeah. you rather yeah. than it dictates? Is that, is that what yeah. you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, it's still a lot of work and I still work eve like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evenings. I, I do work. We have a team in London. We have a team in the Middle East and a team in London. And so I tend to work late um, to spend time with them because it's really important yep. because they're not together that we pull together as a global company. So we're definitely spending more time, the Australian team is spending more time with the UK team, that's spending more time with the APEC team. So I think we're working more global as a business now because we're right. working remotely as well, which benefits everyone in the business. But I think this is the new norm. You can still hustle, but you can hustle from home. Yeah, and that's, it's interesting you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think that might be something I should really look at. I tend to do it lots of I never do Friday, that's my one rule, no but I, I do often do most other nights. We are just about to open in London next week, so I think it's only going to get worse, but that's, um, I might, I like that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was thinking I need to sometimes not work of an evening. It's, yeah. um, that's good. I like that idea. Yeah. You can have a wine on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you can still have a wine and do a bit of work. You can, my job. Um, okay. So, I'll just touch on COVID a little um, because I think well, I think we have to, right? Obviously, we've we've six months in. You know, uh, it's not as um, it's not as scary perhaps as it was in that we understand it better, and I think that's probably what causes most of the the scariness about something is when we don't understand it. It's impacted Vamp without question, as it's impacted anyone. Would you say it's been positive? Because a lot of the people I've spoken to feel that, and I think maybe it's the space that we're in in terms of its technology and remote and online and e-commerce. Do you think it's been a positive thing for, for Vamp as a business? I think there's been good things and less good things um, about COVID. I think it was very scary at the beginning. It was. What made it less scary for Vamp was very early in March, we made the call for everyone to work from home globally. We also made some decisions around looking at our business model, looking at our cash, looking at our runway, looking at our burn rate and making decisions that made it less scary going into the unknown. Yep. So we cut our OPEX base by about 30% um, by, you know, just looking at every single cost line and being really, really prudent about it because that made me as a CEO feel more in control about going into something that we didn't know well, we didn't know where it was going to go yep. at all. So that that was the bad, but the good was you were in control of it. We definitely saw impacts from a lot of verticals, you know, travel, entertainment got hit hard. Other verticals um, that we work with, retail, e-commerce, telco, technology, were 
were impacted in some aspects, but a lot of spend went up because marketing spend got shifted from other distribution channels into social. Yep. Because the increase in you know eyeballs on social went you know through the roof. Through the roof. So we we actually saw um, lots of opportunity coming our way because businesses wanted to um, market on social, and uh, so we had some lots of big new clients came to VAMP as well. So because we were able to manage large budgets at scale in this space, so we were doing um, million dollar campaigns for some of our wow. uh, clients, which we hadn't really seen before. It's awesome. Which was awesome and it was, it was a super fast learning curve for our teams because we had to, um, we'd never put millions of dollars through the platform before at once. So um, the platform stood up amazingly well. The creators just, it, it, it was outstanding. We, we had to run a, a huge campaign in Europe in April, in Italy, France, Germany, and Spain during complete lockdown for them. They had to create some content. In different um, languages? Yep. Oh, well, yeah. Um, for a new mobile phone new mobile phones that were being released. And the content that we saw coming out of um, Germany and France and Spain during lockdown was incredible. What people can do, the power of people um, when they have constrained resources was just amazing. Some of the best content I've seen. That's fascinating, isn't it? That's really fascinating. All right, let's talk a little bit more about you. Um, in terms of self-improvement, most CEOs, founders want to do it, struggle to find time to do it, um, do it in the car, <laughs> do it where they can. Um, and it's, it's, and I've, I mentioned this on every episode, I don't love this question because it sits in a lot of other podcasts, but I'm going to put it in because I think people actually genuinely get something out of it that they can take away and, and, and look at. Tell me what you're reading. Or what, you, what is your favourite book? Either. It doesn't have to be because you might be reading a terrible book. Someone said that to me the other day. I said, I'm, I'm reading this, but I don't want to tell anyone because it's awful. <laughs> so, we won't, so it's either your favourite book or what you're reading. And what podcast, other than Give It a Nudge, that you do listen to when you get a chance? Okay. Can I start on the podcast? Of course. Um, I'll give you categories of podcasts. But you listen to a few then. <laughs> well, I think you could, you could spend your whole day, couldn't you? you There's could. so much... Um, amazing content. Particularly with there. earbuds because they're so comfortable, right? <laughs> um, being, I still go back to my British roots and I listen to the BBC a lot. So, really? <laughs> yes. I listen to BBC World News. I listen to a lot of Radio 4 podcasts as well. <laughs> wow. I can't believe it. I used to be a Radio 1 girl, but I'm a Radio Terry 4. Terry Rogan was Radio 1, right? <laughs> back then, we're going that far back. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Um, uh, like, um, from our own correspondent, which I love, from Radio 4. I love thinking aloud from Radio but 4. You said to me before you always wanted to be a foreign correspondent. Yes, I so did. Yeah, I, understand I did. That. Um, so that's where I get my news from the BBC, Al Jazeera, and The Economist. I probably get a lot of my news and I probably listen to them daily in the morning. Is that walking in the car? Or yeah, walking, walking in the car. Yeah. And then from a kind of tech um, perspective, I have been listening to Wild Hearts. Uh, Black, Blackbird have released oh, a series and it's very good. Yeah, about founders and investors. I think you'd I think I would you'd love really this. like it. Wild Heart. Yes. And is it the Blackbird boys doing it or have they... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a Blackbird team, Mason from Yeah, yeah, Blackbird I know Mason. Yeah. yeah, he's the host. Um, so 
I've been listening to that. I think you're you're speaking to the Eucalyptus boys. I am. Point. They are on later today, ah. actually. Both Benny and Alexi are coming in. So Tim Tim did one of the first, I think. Apparently Tim's done too many podcasts and the other two <laughs> wanted to get involved. So we've got Alexi and Benny and Tim's been sidelined yes. and put on the bench this but time. Well, I listened to one of Tim pod <laughs> Tim's podcast um, on Wild Hearts, which was which an awesome one. And then for a bit of fun, um, I like this... It's called The Wheel of Misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to caveat it. It's got lots of swearing in it. It's too, It's a Scottish girl. I was going to say, is it Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a Scottish girl and an Irish girl who talk about their own misfortunes and make it fun and make it less of a, less of a hang-up to go through misfortune and they get other people to tell their misfortune and they laugh about it a lot and it just appeals to my sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> I might check that one out. If I could, can you understand it? Have the accents really? We've got the Glaswegian and, and a Northern Islander in there? Or? No, she's, she, it's a Southern Islander. Okay, I can cope with that. Um, no, Farron Brady, I think she's from Bathgate, so she's from the East Coast, so the opposite side of Scotland for okay. me. But she has a really strong accent. Okay. I might give that a go. I think you should. That's good. And any, and any books? Are you reading any terrible books at the moment? Or have you read any books that you've loved or are you more of a listener? I, I love terrible books. I <laughs> have a terrible <laughs> book collection at the side of my bed. I, uh, I will caveat that. I read well in that. I read Twitter. I read The Economist. Um, and I read proper news. You know, I read the, the Fed Review every day. So I do read... Um, and um, I'm reading a book called Whatever You Think, Think the Opposite. So yep. my founder, Ben, who looks after product, he is a challenger of ideas. Whenever anyone says anything, he will immediately challenge it. And I love it. He brings a different perspective. Exhausting, but <laughs> it can good. Be <laughs> it can be exhausting, but um, this book typifies his thinking around Whatever you are thinking, you have to think the opposite to know that you're on the right track. So that's good. Been, that's I like, I like that too. It's a good book. Okay. All right. Final question, and this is this is the this is what it's all about. So you know, the, partly this this platform was was to showcase companies, and it was really to give you an opportunity to tell people out there why, who who are thinking of moving roles or, or are looking for a new role why they might want to consider Vamp and and why it's a place they should uh, they should come and work. So, if you are pitching to to me, tell me tell me why should I come and work at Vamp? Well, I'll start by saying we've got lots of different people who can work with Vamp. So it's not just all about being an employee of Vamp. So obviously we've got a huge creator network. Of course. So if you're a photographer, if you're a videographer, if you create content, then you can be part of the Vamp family. Yep. So we've got, you know, 30,000 creators on the wow. platform. Yeah. A huge, huge number of platforms. Every, every Sorry, creators. Every creator is vetted to, to join the, the VAMP platform, so you have to produce awesome content. That's what makes us different from a lot of influencer and marketing platforms out yeah. there, because our sole focus is in um, the quality of the content rather than the reach of that content, the influencer's audience base. So we have, we have opportunities for creators to connect to the best brands in the world, so the Adobe's, Samsung, Huawei's, Yep. Estee Lauder, you know, amazing brands. You can you can be a creator in you know, Mexico City and work with 
um, you know, Adobe. Is there one country where the the best creators are, or is it completely dispersed? Or are you going to upset someone if you say this? I know. Well, <laughs> during COVID, the content out of France and Germany was amazing. Why, why, why do you think that is? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I can't even think of a reason why. Because they're would very be. different countries as well. You well, know? they are. Um, they created amazing content, but I mean, every, every country um, that we see. Uh, well, all the content creators that we have on the platform do generate amazing content. So um, that's that's a reason for uh, creators to work with us. They yep. get the best brands in the world to work with. We've also got um, a VIP network, so the VAMP Independent Partner Program. So mm -hmm. people who have small agencies or they work for themselves can be part of our partner program. So that way they work with our sales team to refer and use their extensive network to work um, with VAMP to get the VAMP platform into other businesses yep. so they can add VAMP to their kind of tool set for the offering that they give to their clients and then there's obviously come to work for VAMP um, as an employee and we we're currently looking for a head of growth because we we have amazing product market fit with our platform and we, we want to pour fuel on the fire and and bring in somebody who can work with us and do that already so but why would they want to come and work at VAMP? I think two two uh, reasons I'd say one the people yep uh, I said earlier they're just the most authentic group of people I think I've ever worked with well, that's pretty and they've and they've shown during COVID the strength that they have and um, the results that they've achieved during COVID have amazed me and humbled me um, and the second is the potential um, that the business has got we, I said earlier again, you know, we've had our best two quarters during COVID and we're only getting stronger and growing. Um, and the the network of clients that we have is growing and the brands that we have on the platform is growing, the creator network is growing. So it's all about coming in and, um, and working with us and help us grow the business even more. Fantastic. Awesome. Gillian, thank you so much for coming thank on. You it's for so good to see you again. Me. I haven't seen you that much. I know. In the last, I haven't seen anybody. I haven't seen yeah. um, and I'm so glad that VAMP is, is everything that you wanted to be because I know you you took that that decision of where to go very seriously. So it's so good to see you just one one enjoying it, but two, just killing it as well. So it was hard it was hard work. I think the last eighteen months has been the hardest thing I've ever done. But also, I've you learned like that. So I know you much. do. <laughs> <laughs> so much, and as we said earlier, you know, it's, this should be your best time. And if it's not your best time, then you should change it. Absolutely, I love that line. <laughs> I love that line. All right, thank you thank very you. much. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.